We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather this upcoming week. Once we get through a nice weekend, nearly every conversation will be how it's hot and it's going to get even hotter. But after that, it's going to rain. So look for 80 and 90 degree temperatures with some clouds and probably some rain sometime. This segment is possible today because of Lincoln Electric System, Sarder Heyman Jewelry, Charter Title, and John Henry's Plumbing. And I want to welcome a guest co-host into the show. Nate is here from the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board. How, do you, how are you doing today? Robin, I'm great. And if it's easier today for the show, instead of calling me Nate Bloom, you can call me BBDA. That's, that's hard, much harder. That's Bargain Brand Dave Albers. Oh, well, we can <laughs> look at it that way. <laughs> no, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm really looking forward to well, this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for covering for Dave. Of I course. think he more than deserves a, a day off, and he um, is grateful to you as well. <laughs> oh, it's really, it's my pleasure. It's fun. Anytime. Well, we have a great um, show planned for you. Coming up in the show, we'll be talking about a gluten-free Kalachi diet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a diet. Complete with be, recipe. <laughs> it might be the opposite of a diet, yes. but yes. <laughs> we're, the, we're an economic development show, and we cover everything here. Um, and then also we'll be talking to a very successful Nebraska entrepreneur, Luke Hansen from Company Cam. Um, after that, Roger Frank will be in to talk about your 401k and inflation. We will have as a guest Lincoln Electric System. They are throwing money out for us to catch $800,000 the last time I looked. Like they're, they're hey. like giving it away. Dude, where do I sign up? Man? Well, you have to do some things, but they're giving this money away. So, And then, of course, at the end of the show, we always have businesses opening, closing, and moving around. Okay, so let's, t let's jump in here because... We we have to talk about this kolachi life that involves <laughs> you should gluten, really gluten check free it out. sorghum. <laughs> what does this have to do with Grow Lincoln? Launch it! Tell them. Well, uh, listen. Every month we do a spot on Pure Nebraska, and one month we'll do a policy conversation, then the other month we'll do a cooking demonstration, a recipe, a recipe. Every other month, right? So now, what is Pure Nebraska? Uh, th so that's a statewide kind of ag focus show that John and Taryn Vanderford host over on Channel Ten Eleven. Okay, so um, this is television. That yeah, it's television. Yeah. Uh, which you know, it's funny because I've got a better face for radio than TV, but they still <laughs> keep having me back. And anyway, so so this last week. We did. Uh, we made kolaches, and oh my gosh! I mean, I've been doing these cooking segments for like four years now. This is like the most popular one ever, and frankly, it was a pretty easy recipe. Gluten-free diet, gluten-free yeah. kolaches, gluten-free, non-GMO. You know, I wouldn't say that it's healthy necessarily. There's some sugar in <laughs> there. There's some sure. sugar in there and butter. But oh my gosh, it was so good. And it, listen, if I can make it, anybody can make it. I mean, really. Okay, so what's the magic ingredient or ingredients? How do you do this? <laughs> How do well, you make it gluten-free? Well, so the magic ingredient is an all-purpose all sorghum flour blend. Do you buy okay. this at Whole Foods or where do you go? Whole Foods has it. Actually, uh, Target, I've noticed, has uh, in their gluten-free flour section. Really? Um, they've got like three different brands that are using sorghum flour in it. And when you're looking for a gluten-free flour, I always say, listen, you, you really want to stay away from like the rice flour 
Because, I mean, let, let's face it, white rice is like the iceberg lettuce of the grains world, right? You just don't have the nutritional value. Yeah. I'm sorry for all the big rice fans out there. I know I'm probably going to oh, get some Oh, even mail. they know. Even they know. But, but sorghum actually has a great nutritional profile. So it's a really, really good alternative. We're seeing more and more products on the grocery store shelves. And if you use an all-purpose sorghum flour blend, it already has other starches and the xanthan gum, which replaces the gluten as a binder. And frankly, when we use it, it's a one-to-one -one swap for wheat flour. So if we're making pancakes or kolaches or whatever, I'm not changing the recipe. I'm just using the So you the don't sort of have to stuff. adjust the shortening or the oil or the butter or any of those no, other things no, you to don't. make it bind together better or whatever. Right. Now, if you're using just pure sorghum flour, you'll have to add in xanthan gum because, again, the gluten is the binder. Oh, interesting. Right. So, so look on the label and make sure it has the gum on if it, it. If it says all purpose, you've got everything in it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Oh, that is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, so move on and tell us about the global food supply. What what really stuck in my head, and I've ta I was talking to somebody about a coffee group about this yesterday, is the the global food supply and how people are going hungry because Ukraine cannot provide them grain. And so you have an update for all that, don't you? Well, right. And again, you know, we talked about this last time I was on, but the issue clearly hasn't gone away. It's very important and something we're definitely keeping an eye on. Um, you know, and it's not just Ukraine. It's the Russian sanctions. It's drought around the world. It's supply chain issues. It's a number of things. Um, you know, I was just in Washington, D.C. last week and probably one of the most important meetings, without a doubt, one of the most important meetings we had um, I had a meeting with the Senior Policy Director at USDA for Food Systems Sustainability. Her name's Andy Huberty. And the reason we had that meeting is because the administration uh, has come out, came out two or three weeks ago now, talking about their plan for pushing food system sustainability here in the United States, right? Decreasing supply lines, fixing that supply chain, getting more local type foods. And I, as soon as I heard Secretary Vilsack talk about that, I said, oh my gosh, we've been working on this strategy at Nebraska Sorghum for four years where we try to attract processors to locate their facilities proximate to the production of the grain so you can increase on-farm revenues, create jobs in communities across the state, but most importantly, decrease the supply lines. You can really shore those up. And so I shared some of our white papers with the secretary, and then uh, he asked us to meet with the, uh, again, the senior policy advisor on, on these issues. And, you know, you don't have to necessarily, I, I don't care who's in the White House, you don't always have to agree with the administration. The point is, can you work with them? And, uh, you know, this is a case where definitely uh, the objectives of the administration line with uh, what we're trying to do here at Nebraska Sorghum, and there's some great opportunities for us to work together. Oh, great stuff, great stuff. Um, well, we need to take a break, but we'll chat with you a little bit more throughout the show as the opportunity comes available. We're going to have an entrepreneur in in the next segment, Luke Hansen from Company Cam. Um, massive growth, but he just got out of college in like 2010 or something like that. So I had massive growth right around the midsection. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> growing his company. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln. 1499.3 KLIN. We're the only economic development show that gives you recipes for gluten-free sorghum kolaches. If you missed that recipe and are wondering what kolaches have to do with economic development, check out our podcast after this show on the KLIN website. Look for the shows tab and scroll down to Grow Lincoln. 
This segment is made possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board and Remax Concepts. And uh, by the way, that was Nate Bloom you just heard. He's covering for Dave Albers today. Thank you for sitting in the co-pilot chair today. Absolutely. And again, it's Bargain Brand Dave Albers. That's my name today. <laughs> Bargain Brand Dave Albers. <laughs> I am the Walmart of Dave Albers. <laughs> well, we have a really fun guest today for you today. Luke Hansen is the CEO and founder of Company Cam at a recent luncheon at the University of Nebraska. College of Business, which is one of our sponsors, by the way. Um, Luke received a Young Alumni Award. Luke, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Remind me what year you graduated. So, graduated in 2010, started in 2002. <laughs> so, it was a little, you know, usually you come out as a doctor after that amount of time, but I, <laughs> I did not accomplish that much in those uh, eight years. But it was a little in and out, but 2010, I walked out of there with a diploma. <laughs> well, it just seems like yesterday. Hey, listen, man, everybody's journey is different. Mine was not, not very different from your experience. I'm Sure. Oh, I was a piano major for a while. I mean, you don't know where you're going to end Better up. Better than being a piano minor, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, those piano majors are really keyed up. <laughs> yeah, it's like you never know what detour you're going to take during your college experience. Well, describe the product that you innovated. So my family owns White Castle Roofing, and we had this problem of capturing information in the field, communicating around it. And so I thought, you know, we're all hold holding these smartphones with cameras and GPS. Let's use those to solve our problem. So we build an app called Company Cam, originally just for our business, but we realized pretty quickly that it's it's not a problem that you know just roofing companies have. It's a problem that any contractor, anyone whose work happens at a job site or away from the office, they really need something that helps their communication like Company Cam does. So if a uh, customers, a uh, potential customers listening and they're not familiar with with the product, Tell us about the price. Tell us about how does it operate. What you know? How can they incorporate in their business? And what's it going to cost them to use it? Absolutely. So, I'll start with what it does, and then we'll get to the price. I think that's the right way to do a sales pitch, right, Robin? Or <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna try to go in the right order. Yeah. Uh, so, it, communication is just it is crucially important and is really hard when you're running some sort of contracting business. So we have you know roofers, plumbers, pool builders, deck builders, drywallers, anyone who's out doing this kind of work. Um, Communicating, um, capturing that information on site, and doing the accountability is is tricky. And the best way to do that is through, I would say, visual communication, photos, videos, and then the added context. Because that's kind of the truth on the ground. You're building a three-dimensional object. So, so yeah, you, you need to see it. Yeah, so yeah. describing it, just show them, right? Yeah, exactly. And that, that acts as kind of a cover your butt. This is what it looked like before. It acts mm -hmm. as a proof of... Hey, this is how far along we are. This is what it looks like. And when you, you know, there's that feeling if you're a contractor, you're driving away from a job site and you're kind of like, ugh, are they going to get this right? There's this part over here. It might be tricky. And when you, what Company Cam does is basically allow you to capture these photos, videos, you know, video walkthroughs. There's kind of all the stuff you can do. Um, but it streams it back in real time. So you can just pull up your phone, see the latest updates from every job site. People can, you know, draw on the photos, comment on them, kind of have a conversation. That's awesome. And so so tell us, what what does it cost? If I want to go Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, he yeah. Have those features. You, you got me now. I want it. I want yeah, yeah. it. How much is so, it? So uh, it's $19 a user a month. Gets you unlimited photo capture, video capture, storage, basically all in 19 bucks a month. And we just rolled out 
a $29 a month plan, which has some upgraded features like uh, ultra res photos, this video walkthrough thing I was talking about, and some uh, uh, kind of like automation stuff that we're building in. But it's we're, we're trying to make it a no-brainer so that when mm. you try it, you like it and you keep using right. it. And in software, this is a little bit of the kind of the business finance side. In software, the, the long game is everything, right? Like when people are paying you every month, it you, you're so much better off having a customer and charging them less than you could at that time because all the value is kind of in the long term so of making people happy. Yeah, that's, let's talk long game a little bit. So uh, tell us about scaling up your business. How many employees are you, are, do you have now, and how many are you looking to add? Uh, I mean, these, these are jobs here in Nebraska, which is awesome, right? Yes. So, and so, by the way, when did you start the company? Yep, so we, we launched Company Cam in 2015. 15. Yep, okay. 2015. And so uh, we now have right about 200 people. It might be a shade over 200 people. You went to 200 people since yeah, it's, 2015 it is, in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, it, it, we've added a lot in the last, since the pandemic. I mean, I think we were at like upper 40s, you know, maybe 50 right around the time the pandemic kind of started. And wow. it's so you really scaled up in the pandemic. Yeah. It was. So we have, we have a lot of people in Lincoln, I think 140 something in Lincoln. And then we have remote people kind of all over mostly in the in the United States we have a couple in Argentina uh, but it's overwhelmingly it's in Lincoln and we're down in the in the rail yard so right above gate 25 and then kind of around to where the Hale varsity space was and now we're remodeling the Vegas space where we're looking up at Huddle's big building over right. there and kind of building our own you, little You got people in village. Argentina, would you just like throw a dart at the at the map? And you're like, uh, uh, you know, I think <laughs> Buenos Aires sounds real nice today. Uh, I do think Buenos Aires sounds nice. But it's, <laughs> you know, you're looking for people and it really comes down to, especially in software, kind of what you can do, you know, because there's people from Lincoln working, working for everywhere, basically. And so uh, I think we actually hired Nico uh, and Salvador from... Uh, an email newsletter that we run an ad in, and uh, they interviewed. They write great code. They're great people. Fantastic. Brought them on board. That's great. <laughs> That's great. So how do you handle the work-from-home policy, the the remote work? How do you – accountability is a big thing, I always mm. find. So oh, yeah. how, do you, how do you make sure you got accountability? Yeah, exactly. So we try – we're not exactly concerned where you're sitting at any given time. So our – it's pretty fluid. Some people work from home all the time or are, are remote – some people come into the office every single day, and then some people are in between. And we have some kind of policies on, like, hey, if you're going to be in every day, you can have, like, your dedicated spot. If you're going to come in once every week or two, then, like, you know, you can find a – call them hot desks, like, a place to be. Uh, but we – So they do have to choose maybe to give up an office if they – Yes. Yeah. But it, it's like church. Or... You're like, that's my pew, right? Hey, yeah, it, yeah. It, if I'm coming every Sunday, that's my pew. Get out of my pew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you're committed, we give you a pew. You know, if you're just uh, no. uh, so yeah. But it's very flexible, and that's I mean, a lot of that is just a. It's about the work, not necessarily about where you're sitting. But b. It's the competitive environment is such that people want the option to work from home, and we are we're trying to. We want it to be a great place to be, and that's what people want, and so we're trying to offer it. Now, was it difficult to envision the rail yard as office space when you were looking, or had they already started kind of doing that, and so it wasn't too tough to have a mental picture yeah. of that changing? When we went down there, 
uh, we took over Chief's old space. They were above Gate 25 there, so that was that office. Was like, office. It's like space. directly behind that big screen is 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 our office, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, it wasn't so hard to picture. I was a little concerned of just what it would feel like down there and this, but it's been, I mean, quite honestly, WRK down there has been excellent to work with. And it's really been great just kind of being down there and walking distance from a lot of stuff. It's fun. And so, yeah, it's working out really well. And so then the main level is still, you know, like we, we eat at gate 25 every day cause it's right downstairs. So it kind of works out nicely that there's people there working, but there's also places to hang out. Well, good stuff. I wish we had more time. This was so fun. Well, congratulations on your honor from, I think it means a lot to get something from your old school. Oh, it, it was really, really exciting. Yeah. And my mom and my grandma and people came. And your and, family well, Yeah. Came. They, <laughs> I get things from my old school all the time. They're usually asking for money. <laughs> yeah. Nobody, no, there's no award for that one. <laughs> Well, thank you for coming on the show, Luke. That was Luke Hansen, CEO and founder of Company Cam, and he was a winner of an of a Young Alumni Award from the University of Nebraska College of Business. Thank you for being on the show today. Thanks Rock for having star. me. Yep, thanks. Um, after our break, national business news and a drinking beyond the pandemic local update. Stay with us. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. According to Moody Analytics, nationally, offices have an 18% vacancy rate. No one has leased the space. Things, however, are better in Lincoln, where, according to Greenleaf, first quarter vacancy was 7%. Nationwide, for spaces that are leased, the percentage of people back working in their offices is 64% in Austin, 40% in New York City, and generally 50% across the nation. This segment is made possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and ServiceMaster Professional Building Maintenance. Roger Frank in the studio to talk about your 401k and inflation. How are you doing, Roger? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me again. Well, we've been discussing market volatility. I bet you know a thing or two about that. You know, we've seen a lot of market volatility over the last six months, haven't we? We have. Yeah, the only thing inflating uh, faster than the currency is my own ego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, because you get to co-host today. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Uh, you know, we have been talking about market volatility for weeks now, um, but we really haven't addressed the inflation. Uh, that's been in the news a lot. And I think a lot of us have been uh, pretty stunned by the higher inflation and the consistency of it not coming down. You know, you guys may have heard this, but recently it was about 8.6% inflation number uh, a week or two ago. I had heard and, seven, and I told a client seven yesterday. So now I got to go back and apologize. 8.6. 8.6. Uh, so hopefully uh, the Federal Reserve can get that under control and bring that down. But, uh, you know the the markets did not really care for that inflation number by any means, and the and really over a two day period it really sold off. Uh, so hopefully we can get that under control so the market can rebound. You know they they say Roger that you always want to do uh, the opposite of what's what everyone else is doing. If you're doing what everybody else is doing, it's too late already, right? So um, What do you suggest we should do right now when everybody else is doing something else? Well, that's a that's a loaded question, uh, but I can <laughs> I can tell you that a lot of people have been looking for those safe investments. Uh, you know, the, the question is is really is safe investments uh, 
safe. Uh, suppose you buy a 10-year treasury as an example. Let's say it's about 3%. Uh, you get your principal back in 10 years, so that's really good. Uh, but actually, based on the 8.6% inflation rate, you're really losing money. So your purchasing power is down about 5% uh, because the inflation is over that 8% that we just mentioned. Bonds haven't been very popular lately. Does that mean now we ought to think about bonds? You know, bonds uh, come and go, uh, certainly. Uh, is, I guess the market volatility brings people back to bonds, safe investments. But uh, I really think that bonds are better when you buy interest rates uh, or when you buy bonds are better when you have higher interest rates and are above the inflation rates. Uh, I think this may happen over the next few years uh, as interest rates move higher. Would you recommend buying James, James Bonds? I'm not familiar with James Bonds. 007. <laughs> he's, he's missing the whole point i'm so sorry roger i totally threw you off <laughs> by the way if you're just joining us now thinking dave albers has suddenly developed a strange sense of humor <laughs> nate bloom from the sorghum board is covering and he's just wow. throwing roger completely off today. <laughs> you threw, threw me completely off. all right all right let's get back on track let's get back on track no more so back, no more back to bonds and treasuries no more dad jokes sorry about that roger so so aside from just adjusting treasuries and bonds and your 401k what else what else should we do you know, I think the a couple of things that you need to pay attention that inflation is just a natural occurrence to the market economy. Uh, inflation is another risk that investors should plan for and they should be planning for. Creating that investment mix that considers your time horizon for investing, risk tolerance, your financial situation, uh, all of those things may help weather the storms. Though you may not be able to avoid inflation completely, taking the steps to protect your portfolio may help mitigate some of those impacts of inflation and help keep you on track of your goals. There are certainly many ways to hedge against inflation. A disciplined investor can uh, plan for inflation by investing in asset classes that outperform the market during inflation uh, climates. There are pros and cons to investing in inflation for sure. The primary benefit of investing during inflation is to preserve your portfolio's value. The second reason is that you want to keep your nest egg growing and diversifying uh, those holdings. So in order to stay ahead of inflation, uh, you might want to look at your investment mix as a whole, uh, repositioning or adding a few investments that tend to perform well in inflationary environments could help your portfolio survive and, and perhaps even thrive during the period of these high inflation uh, that we're in right now. There are no guarantees, certainly, uh, when it comes to investing. So work with your financial professional. Find that right mix of investments for your situation. Well, thanks a lot, Roger. That's just some good common sense advice. And it is time to look at our 401ks if we haven't been doing that already and maybe switch some things around a little bit, isn't it? Absolutely. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher and Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, and BFC Planning, Inc. are independent entities. In our Drinking Beyond, the pandemic local update, Gotham Bar wants a liquor license for 311 
North 8th Street. That is 8th and Q over on the west side. I think that might be where JJ Hooligans used to be, but has been closed for several months. Nate, did you know Gotham is an unkind name for a village? No, no, I did not. I think of Batman. (laughs) Yeah, everybody thinks of Batman, but in the old Anglo-Saxon English, it meant goat's town. Goat. Mm. That was an insult because goats were considered to be simple-minded and foolish. Well, or it could be an insult to the goats if the town is poor, (laughs) right? Right, right? Like, oh man, don't insult the goats like that, Robin. (laughs) The the cautionary tale is be careful when you name your business. Coming up next, there's $800,000 of money available, and Lincoln Electric System is giving it away. Well, well, sort of. (laughs) We'll be right back. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We're one of the only places in town where you can get a solid hour of local business news. Thanks for joining and sharing your time with us today. This segment is made possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evden Law Firm. Mark Skolnick from LES is in the studio today, Lincoln Electric System. And according to their website earlier this week, approximately $800,000 of incentive money remains in their SEP account for homeowners and commercial building owners to upgrade their properties. Thanks a lot for coming today, Mark. No, it's great to be back. Well, you've got things for commercial businesses. You have things for residential people. Um, Why don't you explain what you have and how this money works? Right. The Sustainable Energy Program has now been around for 12, 13 years now, in our 13th year, providing incentives to businesses and to residential customers who are looking at upgrading efficiencies on certain qualifying equipment. And I think no uh, transformation has been as profound as that that's occurred in lighting. Um, you may not realize that in the last 10 years, uh, the cost of an LED bulb has dropped precipitously. In 2011, In 2011, the first commercially available screw-in LED light bulb was made available. And do you know how much that light bulb cost in 2011 when it first came to market? Like, Illuminate us. Like 10 or 20 Illuminate bucks. Illuminate us. <laughs> <Yeah>. $50, <laughs> for $50 for one light bulb. Wow, I didn't wow. remember they were that expensive. $50 is the the price of the first commercially available Philips LED light bulb. It was a 60-watt equivalent. Now you can pick them up for $1 to $2 if you go online. So if you think about how quickly the prices dropped on that technology. And the other thing about lighting is how efficient they've become. So these light bulbs will last a long time. Do you remember the Betty Crocker Easy Bake Oven? <laughs> yes, I had one of you, them. Okay. <laughs> okay. What did you use to bake the brownie? It was a light bulb. It was a 100-watt light bulb. Yeah. It was so efficient at baking brownies, 90% of the electricity used to light that bulb was lost as heat. Mm-hmm. So the LEDs today, you can touch them and there's no heat loss, right? They're so mm-hmm. efficient, but you couldn't put your hand anywhere near a, or touch a 100 watt or even a 60 watt li- li- uh, incandescent light bulb. I can't tell you how many times I've burned my hand on an old light bulb trying to change Remember it. Remember we used oh to use gosh. hot pads to yeah. ask yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So <laughs> that is really where the transformation has taken place is the cost dropping precipitously, the lighting is now uh, 80% more efficient. Wow. So we've seen businesses and residential customers see 
pretty dramatic savings when they convert over. And it really has become the new normal now. Well, um, and most importantly, with these uh, LED light bulbs now, I'm usually the hottest thing in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I won't comment on that. I'll leave that to others. But what I will say is that um, a lot of businesses um, took advantage of our incentives a few years ago. The law, if you think about the 24-hour, seven-day-a-week industrial customers, Lighting is a fairly significant component of their energy use, and so they saw dramatic drops in their in their bills, the energy use, the, the demand they require, and that's really been a, a quite a quite a deal. In fact, LES provided incentives to over four thousand projects for businesses uh, to convert over to LED lighting uh, of different types. And, and, so and you have these funds available. For we we this currently now. offer yes, we do. As you mentioned, we're at about eight hundred thousand left. There's still uh, incentives available for lighting like that. And then on the, in the residential space, um, customers that want to upgrade their ceiling and insulation, if they have hardly any insulation in their attic um, or no insulation in their walls, they can get some funding for that. If they want to upgrade their um, air conditioners and heat pumps, they can get uh, uh, monies for that. Uh, and then there's, heat, there's something called a heat pump water heater. So if you have an electric water heater, a heat pump water heater will essentially take air, the ambient air around the unit, bring it in and heat mm. the water and reduce the amount of energy by at least half. And water heating is one of the largest consumers of energy in the home next to air conditioning and if you have an electric furnace. <clears throat> so you can really save quite a bit there. We have an incentive for that. There's an incentive for folks who have internet-connected thermostats. They can participate in a program. Uh, so there's all these different incentives. And uh, we welcome participation. So we talked a little bit about the what, but how? How do we? How do people apply to access these these incentives? What we've tried to do is make it as simple as possible. So if you go to les.com, you'll find about find out about all these programs and their incentives. But there are contractors and trade allies throughout the community that essentially will complete the paperwork on behalf of the customer. They'll tell them what their what what qualifies, how much the incentive would be, and then they actually put that incentive on the invoice for the customer. And all the customer has to do is sign off, and it's the contractor then who submits the paperwork. So we try to make it as easy as possible for the customer. So visiting les.com, they can find all the contractors in town that are participating in our program, which is just about all of the the HVAC, the, the heating and cooling contractors, the insulation contractors, electricians, the lighting, all of that. If so, you already did something earlier this year, and it, you know, maybe it it might or does qualify, but you've already done it, is it too late? I mean, can, yeah. you, can you work backwards? Nope. And see, this is an important component of the program is it isn't truly an incentive program. So there are customers who go out and, and do this without the incentive. And accidentally and an ac buy something energy efficient yeah. and put it in. <laughs> and then they'll get the benefits of that. But we, we do require pre-authorization, which means oh. that before you actually purchase and install a measure, you have to get pre-authorized. Um, pre and so we set aside that money for you until that installation is complete. So those who've already gone ahead and done it, there is not a retroactive reward. It's more of an incentive. But the lesson from this conversation is when somebody asks you, how many Lincolnites does it take to change a light bulb? The answer is at least two, you and a contractor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably better. They know. So explain the, how the tax credit exactly works. So there were tax credits for certain energy efficiency measures. Um, Congress did not extend those, those tax credits for 2022. 
Um, so uh, we'll see if anything changes with that. However, um, federal tax credits do remain for renewable uh, energy generation. So if a customer were to put solar on their home, um, that would count. That's 26% of the cost of that system that up to 26% can be provided as a credit. And then also if somebody puts in a geothermal heat pump system, that would also count. Cool stuff. That's awesome. Um, you can find out this. What's the website to go LES. to? com. LES.com and look for the energy. Sustainable energy program. Sustainable. That's the word you want to look for, sustainable. Fantastic. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for coming, Mark. That was great stuff. Businesses starting, closing, and moving around in our next segment. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. If you are tired of paying rent and want an office building with excellent visibility, contact us about Broadcast House. Dave Albers of the Albers Company and Eshelman Commercial Real Estate have this iconic building at 43rd and O Street listed. Message us on Facebook or Twitter for details. And this segment is made possible today because of the University of Nebraska Lincoln College of Business. Frank Financial Concepts and the Realtors Associ- <laughs> the Realtors Association of Lincoln. <laughs> hey, and the, in case this voice sounds a little bit different, um, Nate Bloom is covering for Dave Albers today, who I think had a softball game he was planning to go or a baseball game he had to go to. And I want to tell you, thank you for sitting in. Have you had fun today? I have had fun, but I do apologize. Reading is hard. <laughs> <laughs> hey, some days I can't even pronounce my own name on the on the Girl Lincoln Show. You're doing just fine this has been so much fun what a blast about it It, this is fun um well let's jump into the businesses opening closing and moving around nate we have some breaking news that we just heard about yesterday um do you know where granny weaves like it's like a barbecue place i'm very familiar with it yeah yeah they've been different locations in lincoln i think they started out in midtown not too far from broadcast house they were over on over by outback restaurant Yeah. yeah i remember that and then they moved over to air park um, but that's been a struggle, and they did announce they are shutting down in a few days. So if you're a Granny Weaves fan, you might want to make your way out to the air park. That's tough. It's a tough time to operate a, a restaurant in particular. Yeah. 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 Well, let's hit some news for South Lincoln. Did you hear about Little King? What about Little King? Little King, um, they have closed all their locations. A while back, um, they closed <clears throat> South 13th Street, and that got converted to a – it was over by um, by the high school, Southwest High School, and that mm-hmm. got converted to Mediterranean food. And this a few years ago. Well, now they have closed – the other two locations in Lincoln, and there's no Little King anymore. Oh my gosh, we've overthrown the pizza monarchy. There's no king. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you. Um, at the Trade Center, 56th and Highway 2, Picnic Hill Create is open. They are going to be at, they are open at 5930 South 58th Street. Um, this would be the, um, raise is it raising Cane's zone of food? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, 
Boy, that Raising Cane's is a great business there. Holy cow. But there's yeah. a lot of good retail space back in there, for sure. Yeah. yeah, so you can go do your scrapbooking, your card making, paper crafting, and then go over and get some sweetened iced tea. Right, because what, are you chicken? Some chicken, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you can do that. Um, Village Gardens, 56th and Pine Lake Road. New store in there, and I think... Did I see the chamber or Liba had a ribbon cutting there or has one oh. coming up? I think it was Liba. Okay. I think I saw an email about it. Maven Tile and Stone Design Studio um, moving to 7011 Kentwell. They might even be open. I, th- I think might be what they said in the Liba email. So, yeah, that's a, a tile and stone for your kitchen bathroom. Yeah, that kind of story. So interesting to see Village Garden sort of coming into its own and turning into. You know what we really need in that space? We need a space that uh, a build or a business, sorry, that sells ribbons, so we can cut a ribbon at the ribbon company. <laughs> I think that'd be great. How meta? How meta? <laughs> You're just full of jokes today. Um, Village Gardens, 56th and Pine Lake Road, CMB Mortgage is going in at 5800 Hidcote Drive. Um, And then out at 70th and Pioneers, there's an esthetician moving in out there. You know, I got to say, we're going to have quite, we're going to have a kind of a list of new retail stores at Gateway this coming Thursday oh. on Jack and Friends. Awesome. But as a commercial realtor, I will tell you about the only retail requests we seem to be getting are skincare, you know, so the estheticians mm. and the eyebrows and skincare and all that, or at CBD or vaping. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, we don't get a whole lot of I want to start a clothing store. Right. Well, and it's so difficult. I think within that space because of Amazon and online shopping and you know all the all that stuff. Um, eighty fourth and back to our list. Eighty fourth and Glen Oaks <laughs> here. That would be near Rock and Joe Coffee and Vic's Pizza, which both have taken um, Southeast Lincoln by storm. Hampton is announcing construction for a Long Dog Fat Cat. Which that sounds like a bar, right? It it sounds like they just threw words together. A long dog fat cat. Or, this po- or possibly, or possibly a hot dog place. <laughs> it does sound like a hot dog place. With a feline twist, which is odd. Well, according, so what is it? According to Instagram, um, it's based out of Omaha, and this is best priced natural pet food and grooming. Well, and that makes more sense. That does. It should now, be long dog fat cat parakeet. Yeah, you could add birds. How about fish? Goldfish. Yeah. Just but, throw them all in there. But I don't think they do the grooming, though. Oh, for the, for the fish. They don't groom the fish. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> as far as I know. How about a fish store? You can call it Finnally. <laughs> it's like you said, finally. That's a really bad one. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, let's see. 84th, since we're out there on 84th Street, 84th and Van Dorn Shopping Center. Um, Pho and Grill Vietnamese restaurant is coming there. They do hot clay, hot clay pot rice, fresh salads, Vietnamese iced coffee with condensed milk. I'll have to check that one out. I like Pho. I love Pho. Do you? Oh, I do. We've got some. You know, one of the great things about living in Lincoln is all the different types of foods, like really from around the world that we have here. And um, because we're a refugee resettlement community, we have the people that know how to make 
their native foods, and so we really benefit from that. Pho is amazing. Where do you it. go? Which one do you go to? Um, I like the one over on Twenty uh, Seventh uh, near Banwich, Bonwich. Yeah, which Bonwich is good north? too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember the name of it. But, yeah, 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 I like the, it. Yeah. There is one up there, Twenty Seventh and like W. Is that kind yeah, of across the street like up that. there? Sure. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so a little free advertising from uh, from us, from Nate and Robin, for right, them. and for Bonwich. Well, let's do one or two more here. Um, 89th Street and Pine Lake Road. 82-unit apartment building, three stories, site work, $10 million project going on at 7300 South 89th Street. This is good. We need more housing. And, you know, the more housing, the more affordable it can be, especially for young families. Uh, and it, honestly, we're doing an economic development show. We want to create jobs. You got to have a place for the people to live. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they can't find housing, they can't come here for real to word. Well, I think that's probably all we have time for. Thank you for co-hosting today. Nate Bloom from the sorghum, both, both the sorghum board and the sorghum producer. Uh, you know, get it's, right it's easier just to say the Nebraska sorghum. <laughs> Nebraska, we kind of rolled into Nebraska one. Nebraska sorghum. From They've Nebraska. got a couple different divisions over there. In From Hayes. Nebraska sorghum. Robin, <laughs> this has been so much fun. Thank you. Anytime. I'm, I'm glad to do it. As long as you can tolerate my terrible jokes, my odd <laughs> sense of humor, and, and frankly, my devilishly good looks. Send us your announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter. Mm-hmm.